Hey everyone, welcome to the Flophouse. I am Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen. Thanks for pointing to me, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to gamble and uh, that that where I was pointing was actually where you would be on the Zoom call. But um, hey, hey guys, this is a, a podcast called The Flophouse. Uh, it's about movies that were uh, critical or commercial flops. Uh, and uh, normally we all watch the movies. And off weeks, though, we do uh, some Flophouse minis that are are, are free form a lot of the time, but this one is movie based. Uh, I think it's the first time I have done one of these missed that movies. I'm not sure. I think it might be the first. Do time. not write in and correct if he's wrong. Do it, not. He is I very sensitive about that stuff. That much. Also, well, if, That's if the you other did, part we'll, we'll cover it in a future mini episode uh, <laughs> where the segment is miss that Manny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought you were. <laughs> I th- Brought I to you by Minnie's Bar and Maniac of New York. Actually, Dan, I think I have a real-time correction. Didn't you do a miss that movie about Get Even or Get Even? Oh, I did. I did. So For, listeners, it. really don't but- write in because I already <laughs> corrected Dan. Don't write in. Please don't write in. <laughs> I, I feel Stuart, like when Ringo Starr, years ago, Ringo Starr told Ringo his fans. Not, oh. Ringo Starr. You got to go store. down to the Ringo store. <laughs> Look, Ringo Starr's Ringo store. It's where you buy your Ringo stuff. Uh, Ringo Starr, he told his fans, do not write me any more letters. And it was a very funny video message. He goes, peace and love, peace and love. Don't write me any more letters. I will not reply. Peace and love. It was, it was Anyway, that's how I feel like right now, listeners. I'm the Ringo of this group is I guess what I'm saying. Come on down to my store. Dan? Uh, um, this is a awesome way to open this uh, podcast. It's just really, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really engaging for the new listeners. Thank you. Um, new listeners. Like, <laughs> <laughs> listeners? I thought this um, was the best buddies house where three best buddies just talk and nobody listens. <laughs> uh, Stuart, when you were like, if you have done one before, we will cover, and you said cover it on a, another mini, but I thought you were going to say we will cover it up. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll delete that one. Uh-huh. We'll renumber everything we'll that happened afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll gaslight people. You never heard that mini. Uh-huh. <laughs> it never I mean, happened. It's, it seems way easier to just fix this one, but I guess <laughs> no, not. No, no, no. That's it's the same way. The same way that Sinbad convinced the world he didn't play a genie in a movie. You know, the only way to do it. <laughs> um. So the theme for this mini is miss that movie. Uh, if you haven't caught previous minis that are uh, under this title that Stu coined, uh-huh. uh, it is what we do when one of us has seen a movie that the others haven't necessarily seen. I mean, like, I don't know. You guys may have seen this. I haven't mm-hmm. asked. Is it E.T.? Is it Avengers Endgame? <laughs> it's neither of those movies. Both it's movies movie featuring called- aliens, Elliot. Mm-hmm. Good point. Thank you for bringing that up. What if they met? I think it would go a little something like this. E.T. not understand I could just double all the resources in the universe. <laughs> that's a little that's a little criticism of, of uh, Thanos' motivation in Avengers Infinity mm-hmm. War that people yeah. like to make. <laughs> put Man, you know put what it that, through the porthole of time and <laughs> tweet it. <laughs> I mean, if only you could sit that maniac down, that uh, alien maniac murderer down and explain it to him, he'd be like, oh man, my motivation's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, mm-hmm. my bad. Up till now, I've been a totally rational, logical, just, reasonable being. You're I right. I just keep, I just keep pulling whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it was originally yeah. called Avengers pulling whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Sorry. <laughs> and that's so. and you may still be able to get on eBay some of the very rare original release Thanos talking dolls, where you pull the the, the thread and you hear. Uh, Josh Brolin say, I just keep pulling whoopsies. Uh, uh-huh. But then, of course, they pulled those from the market when that line was removed from the They movie. had to change it. Jim Starlin was suing them for uh, <laughs> taking this catchphrase. Because <laughs> mm. Jim Starlin, whenever, yeah, Jim Starlin says that in his personal life. Jim Starlin, yeah. creator of Thanos, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the the listeners now, uh, primed and ready. They're in such suspense <laughs> over what movie. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Is it E.T.? Is it Avengers Endgame? <laughs> no, it's neither. Oh, God, we're caught in a loop. Um, oh, pulled a whoopsie. <clears throat> That's called a loopsie whoopsie. <laughs> have, have, have you, uh, gentlemen, seen a movie called Virtual Obsession starring Peter Gallagher? It's possible you have. I don't Virtual think so. Obsession. I don't believe so. You said Peter it Gallagher's stars, in it. Who yep. else is in it? Yeah. It stars uh, Mimi Rogers. And uh, 90s uh, starlet Brigitte Wilson. Is this, any of this ringing a bell for you? No, well, I'm looking up the fact that this to. movie came out in 1998 when I would have thought a movie like called Virtual Obsession would have come out in 1992 and starred <coughs> like Shannon Tweed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yep. I, I found this was, uh, this was shown uh, to me and some friends by uh, <laughs> Who hurt you, friend Dan? of the- <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. What? Don't protect their anonymity. Shown to me by Showtime <laughs> late at night. <laughs> it, it was shown no. to me by my friend, C. Animax. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was uh, screened by a friend of the Flophouse. Uh, she's uh, loaned us some uh, some gear for live shows back in the day. Wendy Mays. Uh-oh. Meow Mays on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, at, as part of a series of Peter Gallagher movies she was screening <laughs> under the yeah. title Gal Pals. Oh, yeah. um, not Gallagher's <clears throat> 2000? No. <laughs> 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 um, I, I don't know. I think Gal Pals is stronger, but we can workshop it. All right. Okay, uh, fair. So this is a movie that was actually a, a television film. Uh, presentation. Oh, directed it, by it Mick aired. Garris. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing right now. Don't get over. Don't. Sorry, sorry, Elliot. You close that page. <laughs> sorry, all, all winners, Mick Garris. <laughs> yeah, Mick Garris, uh, Stephen King's favorite director, because he will not change a word that Stephen King wrote, which <laughs> and, is the one thing Stephen King looks for in adaptations of his work. And he, a very good, a very good horror podcast host. I will say he's good. He, I, he seems like a real lover of horror. He. Personally, seems like a uh, a nice gentleman who is uh, he did Masters of Horror largely because he could toss some uh, directing work to uh, genuine Masters of Horror, as uh, the title says. And uh, for that, I have a, a fondness for him. But his films are not necessarily the greatest. We uh, mm-hmm. we did Sleepwalkers back in the day for one of our live shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not on the feed. It was a it was a it was a riff show, uh, so don't go looking for that. But uh, Mick Garris has a flop house history, is all I'm saying. It was a it was a broadcast over three hours, uh, eight to eleven p.m. on ABC back on Thursday, February 26, nineteen ninety eight. What um, else happened that day, Dan? In history? Yeah, <laughs> I should have looked it up. I that would have been a better. Segment. Here, um, I'm going to look at that. I'm going to see. I'm going to see. What wow, happened? Well, we're like February 26, <laughs> 1998. <laughs> Super tight. Now, 
There's a disputed runtime online. Oh, it's the day, um, you, Dan. That was the same day that J.T. Walsh died. Po- hopefully, not, not until after he got to finish watching the movie. <laughs> he was so shocked by the end of Virtual Obsession. Yeah, and and of course, also we'll all remember that's the sad day when Stephen M. Gluckstern completed the sale of the New York Islanders. Guys, um, I today I just today I learned that oh, Oliver God. Reed died after arm wrestling somebody in a bar. Did you know this? That yeah. that when he was taking a break from filming Gladiator and he got an arm wrestling match in a bar and immediately afterwards died in the bar. Did you know this? That squares with the okay. story I had heard about him was always that he would just he would he had tattoos on his penis and would just pull it out and show it to people. Yes. That you're gonna use up all your energy at the, the top. <laughs> okay, okay, There's a long sorry. synopsis to get. Like well, if, the more bullshit now, the tired you're gonna be later. Yep. I will also um, also mention. So on that day, there was a total solar eclipse in Venezuela. So if you were in Venezuela, you had the choice between seeing the ballet of the heavens or watching what was it called? Terminal, <laughs> terminal obsession. Virtual obsession. Virtual obsession. Virtual obsession. No, that's what I. That's honestly that's what I wanted to say before though. I feel when like that's I saw a this, better I, working title for OnlyFans. Wait, guys, I, I, I guys, I, I, I buried the lead. That was also the day Oprah Winfrey was found oh. not guilty in the beef defamation trial. <laughs> where Jesus she was sued God. for saying beef was something she wasn't eating right now. Okay, so Dan, yeah. tell us more. I also thought <laughs> when I first heard this title, how could this not be a Showtime or Cinemax yeah. late night movie? It is, it is not, as I said, broadcast on ABC. The runtime... Um, Online is disputed various places. Uh, surprisingly, not that many people care enough about virtual obsession to correct the record. Because, um, <laughs> like, a lot of places say it's a three-hour runtime. It was in a three-hour time slot. There's no way that the runtime, they had to have ads in there. I yeah, think it's yeah. About this is ABC. Two hours it's 20, It's not drive my car. No, but it is longer <laughs> than... Uh, uh, like a movie movie, which is shocking when you watch it because you're like, when, wait, this movie's still going on? Great. Um, it's based on the novel Host by Peter James, uh, which is a title that it is also rerun on cable TV under. Uh, Not the host. Mm-hmm. No, just host. Not okay. the perfect and host. No. Not that host either. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not the host that you take in communion. You're like a hostess cupcake. Mm-hmm. No, not none yep. of those things. Um, is this host with the most? No, but with the least. Uh, I don't know. It's not the ghost with the most because that would be Beetlejuice. Don't say yeah, it any more times, guys. <laughs> guys, okay. we can say it one more time safely. I feel like we're just pushing our luck. <laughs> That's just tempting fate. Um, so this, as we mentioned, directed by Mick Garris, who has done a lot of. Uh, Mostly TV Stephen King adaptations, although Sleepwalkers was a theatrical major motion film. picture. Yeah, he he did he did He's, the second he did Critters uh, Two. Yeah, Critters Two. Yeah. Critters Two, one of the best movies ever made. Critters Two. <laughs> it's right on the sound. Possibly, Don't have, hey, sight and sound list says it. Don't blame us. Sight and sound list of the ten best. I mean, movies. you can you can fucking blame me. Come over here and tell <laughs> me it is. <laughs> I've given. I've given Mick Garris a bit of a hard time. I'll tell you, Critters 2 is probably my favorite of the series. It's so a fucking banger. You did a good job there. Critter, big, giant, big critter rolls over somebody and turns him into a skeleton. Come it on. is yeah. the way I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got to shut up, though, because this next fact is great. Okay, sure. It's co-written, co-written by Mick Garris okay. and the son of Preston Sturgis, who is also named Preston Sturgis. <laughs> Not Heston so, Sturgis. 
So if you see it, you see the, it says written, written by, by Mick Harris and Preston Sturgis. And like your mind reels and you're like, was this based on a previous work by yeah. <laughs> master of Hollywood comedy, Preston Sturgis? But it's, um, no, it's his son who only wrote like three things. Anyway, so let's get into this movie. Uh, as I said, stars Peter Gallagher, who you may know mm -hmm. from his eyebrows. <laughs> yep. And he's a scientist. So a glitch occurs. In the, so uh, you, you would probably know him best from the rival of Guys and Dolls that I saw as a kid that that changed my life in, in making me a Broadway fan. Yeah, probably from Elliot's memory is how you know <laughs> it's probably Peter Gallagher. Yeah. Because so, we've been strange uh, days in Elliot's memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, Salt Lake City is where this is set, where all great stories are set. Salt Lake City. Um, there's a computer program that controls everything electrical for the city, the power, and uh, some sort of glitch causes accidents. And uh, this lands Dr. Joe Messenger in some uh, minor hot water because he controls— his hot water heater breaks, so yep. he doesn't have enough hot water. <laughs> Because he's Peter Gallagher, and he controls the program that controls the city. Oh, he, he's like, oh, this is this. We'll figure it out. It won't happen again. Um, the uh, the colleague, Peter Gallagher's colleague Tom, uh, says that their system has been hacked. I don't know whether this is ever resolved. What happened? Uh, another character who comes in. Maybe they did it. I don't know. But uh, cool. <laughs> that... Did that, you that, did you miss that movie? <laughs> there are things in this movie that I are legitimate loose ends and then things in this movie that I'm like, I'm not sure whether the movie just didn't do a great yeah. job. I mean, Dan could have gotten me. up to go to the concession stand. I mean, there's a very convincing advertisement before the main feature. Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of mangoes in the other room. Though. I got that. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Dan is mangoes. Siren song. <laughs> There's no movie. No, no movie that Dan can't be pulled away from by the by the, the song of two person mango <laughs> cutting. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so their system is run by this uh, holographic uh, artificial intelligence named Albert, who, as you uh, might suspect is manifested uh, as Albert Einstein. Oh, okay. uh, Or sort of like a, a party celebrity impersonator, Albert Einstein. <laughs> so they and, didn't actually uh, get Einstein for the role. No, they, they didn't <laughs> He's a tough dig kid. up Albert Einstein. So they're developing his consciousness uh, basically by feeding <laughs> he's like, him. He's like, where, where the, the roles aren't coming in. I do believe my agent is playing dice with my career. <laughs> Yeah, he was turned down for IQ. He was like, how are they going to get, to uh, uh, what is it, Walter Matthau to do it? Mm -hmm. it says I'm in Einstein. The, it says in the script, an Einstein type. There's no Einsteinier types than me. Mm -hmm. I'm him. <laughs> so Albert learns. Albert, baby, look. We got, oh, we got you a role. We got you a role. Yeah, yeah. In a dog food commercial. You just see my feet. <laughs> Look, you should be living off of the residuals from that poster of you sticking your tongue out. Mm -hmm. uh, now you tell me, yeah, and I should have copyrighted E equals MC squared. I'd be a millionaire now. Mm -hmm. um, so Albert learns, uh, like all good AI, by you know taking in information from the world around him. I've seen virtuosity. Uh, I understand AIs. I mean, it, also how organisms learn things. 
Yeah, he's got cameras. He's got, uh, you know, he can record sound. He has, like, smell sensors. Um, <laughs> Seems unnecessary. And uh, apparently also... <laughs> we, we need the AI to know when we're farting in the mm-hmm. office. Peter Gallagher slash Joe Messenger, uh, his house, has uh, surveillance cameras all over, so Albert can learn from him. Uh, which is apparently a turnoff to his wife, Mimi Rogers, when Peter Gallagher was like, Let, maybe let's leave the cameras on tonight, baby. And uh, no <laughs> let's dice. teach let's Albert teach, a few yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> what? me equals MC screwed. Huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and she um, said, no, you're sleeping on the couch tonight. So, uh, Enter Joe's new research assistant, played by Brigitte Wilson. Uh, Brigitte Wilson Sampras, I learned. Oh, uh, married Pete Sampras. Oh, okay. Played Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat. Was the the female Sonya lead Madison, Sonya. Yeah. one of the one of the people in House on Haunted Hill. Anyway, great. Uh, so this is a computer expert. She's named Juliet Spring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a name. Sure. Okay. Uh, and Juliet also does AI stuff, uh, but her work is more like I'm, you know, creating the singularity. She wants to download consciousness into the computer, um, and shows the, uh, she shows Joe her computer program where she wants, she's going to download a rat's brain into a computer. Oh, that poor rat. I, I don't know how you necessarily test that what's in there is a rat's will you, brain. Well, you shove a bunch of cheese into the disk drive and you see if it eats yeah. it. But, yeah. Um, well, you ask it first off. <laughs> you put the computer in a maze and you see if it can finish it. Mm-hmm. Despite uh, Mimi Rogers uh, being at home uh, and being a very understanding wife through most of the beginning of this movie, uh-huh. uh, Peter Gallagher is flattered by the interests of this young research uh, assistant and they flirt a bit. They have dinner. Uh, Meanwhile, Mimi is playing this exactly right. She's like, she can see he's got a crust, but she like, at first she's just like, okay, whatever, do it. You know, like it's fine. But then, you know, as things go on and he's more of an asshole, of course, uh, she's not having it. Um, And we learned that Juliet has an inoperable brain aneurysm and will have mere months to live. Okay, okay. so she better so she, she better download her shit quick, right? Yeah, we've set up a bunch of dominoes. Now let's see how they <laughs> yeah, fall. They, yeah. <laughs> um, They're going to have to use Chekhov's brain downloading computer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really funny. I, like, <clears throat> pardon me. I was thinking, watching the first half of this movie, like, it'd be great if they kept talking about how many, like, cameras and automated things were ha- in their house, and then that never paid off in any way. <laughs> <laughs> like, just the biggest red herring. Um, so, Juliet and Joe go on a pic- picnic, and he goes with her, and he forgets that he was supposed to have lunch with his wife. So, are they co-workers, or they're just having yeah, an affair, well, or what's going on? It's hard, to, like, well, she's this lab assistant, but she's also working on, like, a different kind of related experiment, I guess. Like, that's the part that is kind of confusing. But, yeah, they're co-workers. And they uh, share a kiss. You know, Joe 
you know, backs off at this point. He's like, no, I can't, I can't do this. And it seems like, I don't know, maybe he's, he's not gonna stray, but, uh, and especially because um, after emotionally Mimi, straying at this point already. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. indeed. 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 And, uh, Mimi, uh, Rogers, I keep wanting to call her Roberts, but that's not her name. No, um, I'll just call her Mimi. Uh, j- know that that's not a lack of respect. It's uh, just my brain being unable to distinguish between two similar names. Yeah, let's just put this. Let's put that warning up top at the very beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, warning that some anyone who's triggered by people slightly misremembering Mimi Rogers' name for a moment, you might want to skip this episode. Sorry, I'm getting lost in the weeds. I'm, uh, the point is, um, Mimi's worried about their marriage. They go out to dinner together. Uh, and things are disrupted though because who's there? But the, Juliet. Okay. I was made up Al- Albert, the <laughs> Albert Einstein. <laughs> yeah. She's like dolled up, like she's got all these glamour lights on her. She kind of slides across the floor. Um, and she makes all these kind of like vague, pointed insinuations in front of uh, uh, Joe's wife. And Mimi knows that. Now, is this happening at Joe's apartment? Because then there would be wisecracking cockroaches (laughs) all over. There would be so many cockroaches. Now, you said dolled up. Do you think people also use that term to describe somebody who's dressed up like Dalson (laughs) from Street Fighter? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I totally thought you were going to talk about Doll Man. (laughs) (laughs) Or dressed up like Doll Man. Although, that'd be dolled down, right? Because he's little. (laughs) (laughs) And he he dresses kind of shabby. Mm Mm-hmm. So back to the science. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joe, Juliet, and Tom hook up a rat <laughs> and try to download that rat. Uh, <laughs> like it, like there's some no man playing some college God. students of the age of Napster being like, I want to listen to a rat right now. They're downloading it. <laughs> you wouldn't download um, a rat, would you? <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's a big noise. Computer screen goes dark, and the rat is. Dead, and they realize that rat's inside Albert somewhere. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, so we've it's all horrifying. Got... The idea that Albert Einstein has a rat somewhere inside him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows where? You know, inside so, every man is t- is one downloaded two rat. rats, <laughs> one one rat and one slice of pizza inside every yeah. person. Well, that's why you put the you put the two bears inside to catch the rat. Oh, no. oh no, but then how do you stop the bears, Dan? Well, you got to send in a couple Terminators. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. One of them is going to be a neutral Terminator, though. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> has no feelings <laughs> on rats. Okay, well, uh, Juliet apologizes about how she's been acting toward Karen. You know, like seems like she's going to be backing off. Uh, but uh, when Joe goes on a business trip, she shows up. And they make love. Wait, 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 real quick. Juliet and Mimi make love. (laughs) No, no, no. More interesting. But uh, Joe and Juliet uh, finally do it. Okay. And Juliet reveals what we have already assumed is her end game to download her consciousness before she dies. And also, like, (laughs) basically her argument is like, Hey, I'm gonna die soon. Are you gonna deny me this? And I just thought it would be it's really a funny. Pretty good argument. I mean, 
on one level, I guess, I was just imagining him going back to Mimi and be like, honey, it would be cruel not to. Mm-hmm. Um, and somewhere uh, in this part where she's like, oh, we're going to have to part now as I as I die. She gives him a terrible poem that I wish I could uh, ha- I've, I had written down or could find online, but I was not able to. So mm-hmm. if someone wants to send me the poem from Virtual Obsession, I prom- promise I'll find a place to pay this off later. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you write to the Library of Congress to see if they had it in their archives? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I wrote to one of those... Um, P.O. boxes that they showed me on TV to get, uh, it's 12 CDs, but I only have to pay for one of them. Oh, wow. Dan. And that's oh, no, the deal. Dan, Dan, I think you're, I think you're misunderstanding something about this deal. What? <laughs> the problem is you only have to pay for one of the CDs, but all the CDs are Jerky Boys CDs. Oh, House <laughs> no, of Columbia, God. you have tricked me again. <laughs> <laughs> what a monkey's paw. Hey, li- listen, uh, speaking of goods and services, uh, the Flophouse has some sponsors. And um, as a thank you, or honestly, not even a thank you. That's the whole point of no, having no. Sponsors. In exchange we for money ads. they gave us, we're now going to talk about their products. There's no thank you. <laughs> yeah, at that's all. how it works. Um, well, I would thank you, Elliot, to shut up so Stuart can tell us about <laughs> Man, one of our. I've been thanking Elliot for shutting up uh, all night. So you know what? Tonight we're listening to a Flophouse Manny. That's right. It's uh, shorter than our regular episodes. <laughs> it's almost like a micro dose of the flop house. <laughs> so you know what? I'm going to be talking about one of our sponsors today. That's right. Uh, we are sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. You know, uh, as a user, uh, uh, I enjoy this product. It is not so much THC that I am super high. It's just enough to chill me out and help me uh, wind down at the end of the day. I think they are great. And they certainly help me sleep, which is great, because I don't know about you, but normally I'm up all night fighting my demons. So, (laughs) Microdose is available nationwide. (laughs) To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code FLOP to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in our show notes. Uh, So, once again, that's microdose.com, code FLOP. Hey, that's not the only sponsor we've got. That was one sponsor, and now there's another sponsor. Hey, guys. This movie has really made me think about the internet and computers <laughs> and how all of our brains should be on them all the time. We all need our place Too on the late. internet. Whether uh oh. We all need our place on the internet, whether you're a computer scientist with a deadly brain aneurysm or a rat who was just trying to do whatever rats are doing when they were hooked up to a computer. But there's an easier way to get online and make a presence there than being a rat that gets hooked up to a computer. And that's Squarespace. That's right. Squarespace is all about empowering individuals to create their online web presence or launch their passion project. I know I've got passion projects. I'm sure you do too. And Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that will help you build your brand and grow your business, or maybe just your pleasure, online. Stand out. (laughs) Pleasure in a wholesome way. Uh, You can have a beautiful website. You can engage with your audience. You can sell anything legally. Your products, your content that you create, even your time, you can sell it all. Look, Squarespace, they've been sponsoring us for a long time, and I do thank them for that. Squarespace, you've been doing a great job. You help people make websites. It's super exciting how, in this day and age of the digital era, anyone with an idea or a passion, can go online and just plant their flag in that 
cyber firma and say, this is where I stand. I go no farther or I will go farther, but they'll remember that I was here. And if you think it's going to go away, that Space Jam website from like 1996 is still bopping around online. So Squarespace can help you build that kind of legacy. Hey, Elliot. There's so many great things. Yep. Hey, Elliot, I have an idea for a website. Do you think Squarespace can help me with it? <laughs> no, I don't know. Stuart, what, what's your idea for a website? So I was thinking about setting up this website where uh, instead of like going into a store to buy books, I would have a website that sells books online and people can buy those. And eventually... Mm. After selling books to a bunch of people, I would then start selling other products. And then I would find a way to grift other people to sell their products under my banner. And I'd accumulate mm -hmm. a lot of money. Uh, I would uh, turn myself into Pitbull. I'd throw myself into outer space. <laughs> and I'd just be all – I'd also like – Try and kill cable TV and then basically serve <laughs> out the same kind of garbage to people. Um, and all the while, I think I think I could fix a lot of the problems in the world, but instead I'm not going to do that. I am just going to now, keep giving myself stuff. What do you think? Do you think this website will work? I think so, and I'll tell you why. Because Squarespace helps you create a community on your Squarespace website, like you're talking about, a community of customers, fully integrating a comment system. It supports threaded comments, replies, and likes. Look, you can sell products on an online store. That's exactly what you're talking about, whether physical or digital products, or both, as you seem to be implying, uh, talking about content and physical content. Squarespace sell has the tools to Sell rat you've downloaded. Yeah, and, yeah. and all websites are optimized for mobile. The content automatically adjusts so your site looks great, whether you're looking at it on a phone or a rat's brain. It could be any of those. Stu, oh, it says the only thing is your logo needs to look like a bent penis. Can you do that? I Ideally, because... <laughs> <laughs> because that represents the way that I shaft my workers. <laughs> yeah, so if you could just if if you could I'll just have <sighs> trucks, delivery trucks with your products with huge bent penises on them that just drive around <laughs> reminding people that the workers there are treated terribly. As as uh, my son says whenever we drive by the Amazon, I'm just going to pull kayfabe on this one. I'm just going to say <laughs> it's an Amazon joke. Whenever whenever Alex, we drive go back by and throw like a lightsaber sound effect over that shit. <laughs> yeah, whenever whenever we drive by the uh, Amazon warehouses, my son always goes Looks like a prison. And I go, it is, son. It is. And then I hightail it away from there. Anyway, go over to squarespace.com slash flop for a free trial. This could be your way to break out of the prison of the larger capitalist world and instead become your own jailer in the larger capitalist world. No, that's not. You could just have your own website. Squarespace.com slash flop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code flop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, whether like Stuart, you want to become uh, an active evil billionaire distorting <laughs> the world, or just like me, you just want a place online where you can talk about The Prisoner, the TV show. <laughs> Squarespace can handle it all. Thank you. Dan, those are our sponsors. I'm not saying I disagree with anything that just happened. I'm just saying <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if Squarespace wants to continue advertising oh, with us. Oh, Squarespace, Squarespace, they're great. They're, they, they help people achieve their dreams online. They're not the, Squarespace is not making people pee into a bottle while they work at an assembly line. <laughs> In the briefest time, I feel like we got to know each other. Bro, I appreciate you so much for that. Do you read minds or what? It's really a very sacred space you've created here. <laughs> bullseye! You've hit the bullseye, baby! Bullseye! Interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. From MaximumFun.org and NPR. Hey, were you a reader as a kid? Like, maybe you read a lot of fantasy novels? 
or horse girl books. We know how it is. But now you're an adult and you miss reading. You're so busy and you can't figure out how to get back into books. We're Reading Glasses and we're here to help. Yeah, we'll give you advice to figure out what books you love or learn to stop reading books you don't even like. We're really big proponents of dumping that book. Dump that book. But most importantly, we'll help you fall back in love with reading. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Hey, let's go back uh, to the movie. Now, if you'll recall... Uh, the last thing that happened is a love poem was given. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that poem Juliet, was Dan. Terrible! It was a terrible poem. Oh, but you don't remember the, any of the words. And it'll no, it'll probably it'll probably show up on the Flophouse official Twitter account. You should start following it now. That's I um, think so. Yeah, at Flophouse official. <laughs> no, at the Flophouse pod. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, no, I have uh, Dan. I like that your your experience with that poem is much like Samuel Taylor Coleridge's when, well, he <laughs> oh, dreamed yeah. the beginning of Kublai Khan. Yeah, uh, his his then, beautiful poem that begins in Xanadu did Kublai Khan. He was interrupted stately, by pleasure a poem degree. And then he's interrupted by a visitor and has no memory of where the rest of the poem should go. He only knows it was ineffably beautiful. It seems like that's your experience with the poem here is you don't remember it. Uh, yes, ex- exactly. Well, yeah, that, that last <laughs> sentence at least was accurate. Um, so Juliet calls Peter Gallagher uh, in, in some distress and uh, he leaves his wife's party. He's insisted that he is, you know— broken things off with her but he is still concerned about this dying girl we all know that he's you know he's not being honest with himself but he leaves his wife party to go to uh to find her and she is dead she has killed herself after downloading her brain into the computer and uh also along with her downloading uh her mind uh-huh. uh she has arranged to have herself cryogenically preserved. She's, Why? She's going to get Wait, frozen. Wait, that seems like an, she's killed herself, you said. No, I, well, no, I think that the idea is she downloaded her, she's downloaded her consciousness, she's killed herself. Oh, so she can have her consciousness put back in the body when they- Put back in the body, someday. yeah, once they fix- uh, Brains? Yeah, when brains Dan says killed herself, killed he doesn't herself. mean she like strapped herself to a giant barrel of TNT and exploded or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, and then she goes, the problem is I can only do it once. Uh-huh. And then her, <laughs> and she, her ghost dressed as a devil ascends to heaven. So, yeah, she wants to be preserved, uh, and she had sw- uh, gotten Joe swear that he will make sure that that happens after she dies. But... And he's been honest with every character up to this point. Well, no, he... <laughs> so he wants to make this happen... But uh, her very religious father shows up who wants a normal burial, burial, none of this scientific mumbo jumbo. I don't don't want you burying her in a computer box full of packing peanuts (laughs) Mm -hmm. like a computer. You're going to have to bury her in the old pet cemetery by my house. (laughs) That's the old-fashioned way to bring her back. (laughs) God has called her home already, so who, you know, it's not up to the the refrigerator to bring her back. Mm -hmm. Um. And also, <laughs> there. Now I mentioned him, him hitting the refrigerator with a cane, so saying, "Give me back my daughter." And the refrigerator being like, "I'm just doing my job, dude. Look, I just work here." And uh, the judge, uh, you know, who's who's able to determine what happens to the body after death, the judge, Judge Reinhold, says, "Yeah, Judge yeah. Reinhold says that." 
she would prefer that um, you know the, the 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 wishes be followed, but there seems to be something about the death certificate that has been tampered with. So mm. that triggers an automatic autopsy. This is a <laughs> this is definitely a loose end as far as I was able to see. I don't think we know what this tampered with death certificate shit is. Yeah, but, but that's a great name for a punk band, Automatic Autopsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, the judge dies by falling down an empty elevator shaft. What? And the father dies, I think, on an escalator, and it's all... <laughs> so, so, someone is controlling weak. all of the tra- the up and down transfor- transporting <laughs> devices. It's like, so the, yeah, the... G- Something. And then a treadmill picks up a gun and shoots <laughs> Peter Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. Something's, he accidentally gets on the, the demon system. drop at Cedar Point. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems pretty clear oh, that well, Juliet. I guess everything's fine. I'll just step onto the great American scream machine and uh, forget my troubles. <laughs> It seems clear that Juliet's, uh, you know, murdering people through technology, her consciousness in the system. Um, but meanwhile, to honor her wishes, uh, Joe goes to a cryo facility and they're like, hmm, they don't need her head for the autopsy. So they take the head and uh, they're going to save that to be frozen at least in the hopes that whatever future... <laughs> that can fix the brain aneurysm can also fix being a decapitated head. So, <laughs> please tell me that he delivers the head, but with a bounce pass, like it's a basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Elliot. Uh, so, to, so they drive home. <laughs> Joe drives home with her head in a special liquid nitrogen storage chamber, like a, a canister. And he's oh, gonna, so he has to keep the head. He has to keep the head because yeah, this is all. Where's he going to leave it? This is all on the at download this, at the because, cryogenic facility. Oh right, because of uh, the ruling, like you know, he has to basically steal her head. Um, so he puts in a I, double I, bag I with seven other heads. <laughs> he stows They'll it. Never in his think basement. to look for her head here in this double bag full of yeah. heads. Then Joe Pesci picks it up. David Spade's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he stows it uh, in his basement, but it's malfunctioning. So he has to go get a replacement tank. In the meantime, he wraps up the head, puts it in their chest-style freezer in the basement. Then Midnight Snack Mimi comes down looking <laughs> well, for, some, for some ice yeah. cream. and In his absence, <laughs> uh, as he's going out to get the canister... Mimi comes home with uh, their son, who I haven't mentioned before because he doesn't really figure into the plot, but he is played by Jake Lloyd. Oh, wow. uh, The movie's Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And this is before uh, before, uh, episode one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's 99, I think. This is probably what Lucas saw. (laughs) Give me the kid from Virtual Obsession. No, uh, Karen does come home. Needs to get something out of the deep freeze. Uh-oh, what's there? It's Juliet's head. Yeah. Uh, Joe comes back, and Karen is sitting at the table with this wrapped bundle in front of her, justifiably angry that his dead girlfriend's head is in her freezer. And I this is a this is the one quote on IMDb that I was able to find. Uh, where Mimi says, What's the matter, Joe, huh? You couldn't stand life without a little help from your little Juliet? 
How many of our neighbors keep their girlfriends' heads in their freezers, Joe? How many do you think? So uh, Joe tries to She did to that while clapping head. in between each line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe tries to get the head How back. How many of our neighbors have kept? <laughs> now, this is the one part of the movie that is possible that you have seen at some point in your life on the internet. Okay. I don't okay. know. Joe wants the head back. <laughs> she takes it outside. She runs into the front yard. She's yelling at him. And she throws it into the street where the nitrogen frozen head shatters into a bunch of red ice head shards. No, I have um, not seen that scene. Yeah. But now I'm going to look it up. <laughs> so, okay. Julia's out of the picture, right? Wrong. Albert is acting strange. He's gotten weirdly poetic as if someone who writes bad poetry is corrupting him. And... uh and Juliet's in there somewhere. Um, they, uh, Tom and Joe try and figure out a time they can shut the computer down so they can do a scan and find Juliet. And <laughs> Peter Gallagher's like, we'll do it at 3 a.m. Like, there won't be any surgeries then and barely any planes in the air. And I'm like, no, dude, you can't. Even at 3 a.m., you're going to cause <laughs> havoc by shutting down the power grid. <laughs> This is this is like a screenwriter's like I don't want to look it up. 3 a.m. That'd be fine. Uh, and they try this, but they're only able to delete uh, what turns out to be a rat. Mm. Mm. And uh, and Joe's just to go squee. <laughs> yeah, Joe has a conf confrontation with uh, Juliet, who finally shows up in hologram form. And do we ever see Albert Einstein again? Uh, yes, I, I think so. I don't know. This, this is not important now. I, I didn't, I, I mean, I just, Julian's he here. seems like he's already the most charismatic character in the whole movie <laughs> and we're never going to see him again. And, uh, Juliet spouts some, like, I'm an evil computer now stuff, you know, but also like, you know, I love you. And Joe is, <laughs> Joe at this point has finally woken up and he's like, you're nothing like the real Juliet. She had a great beauty and a kindness in her. At which point the audience is like, what? <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Juliet and the rest of the movie has been like, you've been a terrible person. You're like, on the, on, don't get me wrong. You're the worst. But Juliet has <laughs> not had a great kindness in her. She has been uh, erratic the entire time. So, mm -hmm. uh, but Peter Gallagher says that she's different now. And the the movie, this comes to like the thesis statement of the movie, which is that mind and body cannot be uh, pulled apart without uh, great harm being done. Um, and there's kind of this like sci-fi idea also uh, uh, that's sort of fainted at that, um, you know, it's, it, time moves much slower for or no, much faster for like the, her once she's computerized like because everything else seems so slow to her like it's like she's been there you know going through iterations of herself and uh corrupting herself and uh this will be totally contradicted in a second but that's, okay. that's why i'm Great. spending so much time setting up this idea juliet is defeated not because Joe does anything active as a protagonist, but it turns out that when she scanned her brain, 
the, the aneurysm went along with. Yeah. It. So she wait had a, a minute. That's not how things work. She got a virtual hemorrhage <laughs> that killed her. I, lo- I, I love that Jamiroquai like- song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then um, Tom, who I didn't mention earlier, uh, has, you mentioned him briefly. Well, no, no, Elliot, I'm not at the end of the sentence. <laughs> who I didn't mention earlier is quadriplegic. Oh, okay. Uh, because of a vague a accident that has never uh, was never really gotten into. Uh, downloaded his consciousness into the computer <laughs> in a thing that honestly seems sort of ableist and insulting where he's like, oh, I just saw that this was a horrible thing, but I want to like holographically walk again. So I'm yeah. going to be a computer computer boy. <clears throat> but anyway, um, point is all that shit about the computer turning you evil. Forget about it. Tom <laughs> is glowing like a saint. He seems to be the still the nice guy we knew uh, back in real life. And uh, then the movie ends after it's about two and a half hours. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So we got that kind of non sequitur coda at the end about saying, I guess the computer lobby was like, hold on, hold on, equal time, equal time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. If you're going to have an evil computer, you need a good computer in there too. It's the only way. So after the category says, I recall them, after all that, are you glad you missed it? Uh Uh-huh. Are you sad you missed uh-huh. it? Or do you think you had to not miss had it? Had to not miss it. Yeah, that's <laughs> those are the categories I made. Um, <laughs> I'm going to jump in. Uh, I honestly am kind of sad I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just Googling to see if I could find this head explosion scene. Couldn't mm-hmm. find it anywhere, so now I have to see the whole oh, movie. Wow. I should have gone to the Gal Pal screening. Yeah. Yeah. Elliot, what do you got to say? I'm going to say, honestly, I'm glad I missed it. I feel like this movie sounds very long for for what what it delivers. I will tell you, it is very long. I may have have ruined it for the viewers out there, potential viewers out there, by describing it. It would have been a transcendent experience. (laughs) Well, no. I think that one of the beauties of it being long, honestly, as someone who sat through all of it, is... It keeps cycling through various movies it could possibly be. Yeah. <laughs> and it just keeps expanding in scope and silliness beyond what you expected. And uh, I mean, it does not, it never hits quite the heights of Mimi Rogers being outraged at uh, <laughs> the frozen head of her husband's mistress in the chest downstairs. But, um, but it's all pretty good. But uh, so, could you imagine catching that shit on primetime television in 1998? <laughs> yeah. What Madness. if that had been a huge hit, though? Yeah. And think the, about the water cooler like, talk the next yeah, day. This is the future. This is the future. <laughs> is original science fiction thriller material, yeah. not series, just movies. Yeah. Yeah. With heads exploding. With heads exploding, and you know, it's a head's got to explode. Yeah. Or else it's not going to be a hit. Yeah. That's what oh, William Goldman said. Oh, I don't think we would have had Doctor House MD if that in that alternate universe because people would be too busy making these movies instead of making 
shows like House. Yeah, if mm-hmm. if this had been a huge hit, we probably wouldn't have we would have never had the rise of reality television and Donald Trump yep. never would have been fucking president. And yep. man, yep. if only. This is the sliding doors moment I want to go back to. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying you lay this all at the feet of Mick Garris for not making a good enough TV movie about a woman putting her consciousness I'm not in saying it's not good enough. I'm saying I need to go back in time and find a way to rig all the Nielsen boxes. Yeah. Mm. Let's fix the past, guys. So two action items for listeners. Number one, if you have the poem, send it to me. Number two. <laughs> That's the first one. The first priority. If you, if you have a time machine or access to a wormhole or, again, a porthole of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know so we can go back Fix the and past. juke the stats for this. <laughs> and make this make this a huge TV sensation so yeah. it changes the future for the better. Yeah. All right. Well, until and then that we go happens. back. We go back and do it, and then we go back to the modern day, and Peter Gallagher is like a Hitler-esque dictator who's no! throwing his enemies into, into, yeah. into education camps and things. And, <laughs> and he's, he's like, and now I'll send the first wave of space conquerors out. Yeah. And he's just sending wave after wave of people in eyebrow-shaped spaceships to yeah. destroy Indian civilizations. And everybody and, in the resistance yeah. shaves their eyebrows. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Eyebrows are the flash. But all all his followers wear huge fake eyebrows hanging down from hats. Nobody yeah. can name their kids Peter anymore. <laughs> yeah. And you know, but you know who's the leader of the resistance? Who's that? Who? Gallagher. Oh. oh. Until he's betrayed, of course, by Gallagher too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I you know from what I hear, this is at least as good as some of the post Frank Herbert Dune books. So <laughs> wow, harsh. I haven't read them. I don't know. I'm just making a joke. Hey guys, <laughs> it's been a blast, but I'm tired. Uh-huh. Uh this is a podcast that we do every week. Check it out next week when it's a little more structured than this. If you like this one, great. We do <laughs> stupid shit too. Uh <laughs> but for the flop house, I'd like to uh, well for, uh, thank you, Alex, our producer, Howell Dotty on Twitter. Yep. And uh, now I will say goodbye. I've been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington. And I'm virtually Elliot Kalen. And also in real life, too. Bye, best buddies. (laughs) 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 Whoopsie. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.